Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the I Hate the Antichrist podcast. My name is Awe. We are joined here today on our now seventh episode. What? Wait, what is it now? Seventh? Eighth? Millionth? God, I can't even track anymore. Nick Ashley, how are you doing? I am doing great, and I am happy to be here because I, too, hate the Antichrist. <laughs> I'm glad we have so many people in such a large group to hate the Antichrist with. Why don't you tell me who you are and what the hell you're doing here? Well, I am also a, um, a Twitter-tarian podcaster. not calling you that. I'm just saying that's what I am. Uh-huh. Um, I am uh... Thank you for uh, the distinction. <laughs> well, I was, I was bitching about some, some people today, so that's, that's a little on my mind. But I do a podcast uh, called The Individualist Podcast. I was part of Tower Gang for a while. I am no longer part of that show anymore. Those guys are still my friends. Uh, I just departed from the show. Um, and I am right now, I am. I haven't done a show in a while. Mm-hmm. But I mean, hell, my last show was in early August. So I need to get back to doing my show. But I've been doing a bunch of other folks shows such as this fine program I'm currently on right now. So yeah, I'm just having absolutely. a good time, meeting some cool people. Well, thank you for coming on. I'm relatively new to the podcasting scene myself. I'm we're under the double digits at this point, and I've already lost track of the number of episodes. That probably goes really far to my memory. Um, but uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and bring up today's subject. Today we were going to bitch about how the United States itself and the uh, aspects within it and that it rely on are part of the body of the Antichrist or the nature of the Antichrist. So let's hear about your experiences. Uh, for sure, our mass media is part of the Antichrist. You know, the oh, corporate yeah. press, as you hear it called, the mainstream media, you'll hear normies call it. That's part of the Antichrist for sure. But I think that's something that is definitely a large component of the Antichrist mm-hmm. is children's media. Like Disney, Ooh, yeah. Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network. There, if you look, and, and even like YouTube Kids, stuff like that, and regular old YouTube too. But media that is is tailored toward kids and curated for kids to be fed, you know, antichrist <laughs> materials. Uh, dredge or um dreck, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> dredge. <laughs> Um, so, uh, yeah, I was at Barnes and Noble with my fiance the other day and we went, came across this one book that was a vaccine book for children. Yeah. We were all wearing I, uh... masks on the cover. It had a little Corona picture on the cover. We looked at the book on the inside and it was just all sorts of fucking propaganda in there. Yeah. That's the, the craziest part about the whole, it really is absurd because there's a, I don't know if you've seen, it's not that more kids have died from gunshot wounds than have died of coronavirus this year, but more kids have been shot than have died in, in Chicago alone. More kids have been shot than died of coronavirus in the whole country. Uh, and more kids have probably, and we're talking about kids just mean below the age of 17. That's like the, it's from age zero to 17 is the demographic um, you're talking about when they're using these numbers to justify vaccinating children talking about they just wanted to get it approved for five to 11 year olds um and more children died we were i was actually talking about this on twitter the other day with a few other people um that more kids die of the flu each flu season than have died in the entire you know 
almost two years that Corona has been in this in this country affecting people. Yeah, and yet so, there's supposed to be uh, we're supposed to be at our lowest flu season numbers of all time. Supposedly. Yeah, I I don't know I don't know about like the 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 most recent flu season um, with the with the lower numbers, but I do know that the average flu season more kids die than have died over the past almost two years of Corona. Uh, I think that the, the flu, the numbers I was looking at was from the 2017, 18 flu season. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's, uh, that's depressing and intense to think about. Uh, what do you think? Where do you think these numbers are coming from then? What, what do you think is going on there? You're talking about the kids dying of coronavirus yeah, or, yeah. or, or the well, other I think, I don't think a single, this, I don't, I wouldn't quote me on this, but there has, I saw something somewhere where, oh, a guy sent it to me in DMs, mm-hmm. uh, where not a single kid that died of coronavirus didn't have a, another a comorbidity, but like a serious, not like obesity, like type one Morbid. diabetes oh, okay. or um, leukemia is a big one. It's probably the biggest yeah. one, um, but you and know, immune deficiency, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? So it not a single kid who you could consider to be healthy has actually died of corona of covid. Um wow. and yeah and they're really pushing it so hard. It's really creepy. Like you got talking about um I saw some tweet from some lady today or yesterday that was this kid with like tears of joy in his eyes whenever the the woman was like when I told him they're approving or they're looking into, you know, approving the vaccine for 5 to 11 year olds. This is what he did and it's like yeah, okay. Well, if you scare him to death and make him think that he's got no chance and then he needs this shot, yeah, okay, maybe he'll react that way. But it ain't like that. It's so crazy. They're bringing them up to to this such a huge height of horror and then just destroying them with with you know, you have to rely on our cure. No other cure is okay. If you think of any other cure, by the way, you're a crazy conspiracy theorist. You should wear a tinfoil hat and kill grandma. And, <clears throat> I mean, masking kids and, I don't know, man. It was pretty clear from the beginning that school wasn't the place where people need to be worried about getting the coronavirus from it's just like a, it's 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 almost the demographics are almost identical in terms of the the bell curve or not it wouldn't be a bell curve it'd be a a, a regular curve you know of mm-hmm. the death rate it's almost identical to the flu but you don't have that high numbers for little children because not like the flu kills children under the age of two you know from under the age of five probably and then it kills like older people, senior citizens and above, above 65. And coronavirus deaths look exactly like that, minus the relative, relatively speaking, minus the deaths for kids. So it, it is really insane. And more people have died over the age of 60 than under the age of 50 or something like that. Like the numbers are insane that it's very clear it's older folks we need to worry about. And they're not, they're just pretending like demographics and age are just not, they just don't exist. It's not, not a factor to be accounted for. Yeah, you should get. Yeah, and that's why you should get the jab and keep wearing a mask and socially dis- distance. You fucking conspiracy theorist nut job. Look at all, all these people are dying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the thing, like, I just don't understand where it came from. And you saw the flip too. Mm-hmm. Um, for because Trump was the one that initiated Operation Warp Speed. You know, to get the vaccine out as quickly as possible and to, you know, take down the barriers of FDA approval. Uh, which I don't care about FDA approval anyway. You, you know, we're we're Amen. we're 
libertarian slash anarchist like we don't that who cares the fda is just a a crony basically uh crony um bureaucracy it's all they are it's not like they're not special or the cdc either but fda approval was a big thing you know a few a few weeks ago maybe a couple of months ago but anyways uh they they reduced the barriers for them to get this mrna vaccine out there and a lot of them, a lot of the people that are now pushing the vaccine so hard, you know, whether it's on Twitter, or on the news, or just in their press conferences, like politicians, they were at the time in, <coughs> excuse me, in September, October of 2020, saying, "I'm not taking this Trump vaccine. I'm waiting till, you know, I'm not going to be no experiment." Call. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, and that's how that's how I feel about it. Like. And another thing that's missing from the conversation, and a couple of guys are really doing a good job of keeping it in the, keeping it on the floor, um, like Thomas Massey and, and and Rand Paul, is natural immunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is, is I've my wife and I have both had the virus, and um, this could be anecdotal, but I've also heard that you're more likely to have a negative reaction to the vaccine if you already had the virus. Um, something, yeah, uh, that would have to be something I would have to look into. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. Um, we, maybe we're it appeared not a that... place super obsessed with uh, hyper accuracy. We're more here to be mad and rail it yeah. and the government. So maybe, maybe that was how it appeared at the beginning or something. And I'm just extrapolating and assuming, but um, definitely, I'm not scared of getting it again. I'm very confident I'm not going to get it again. Uh, and even whenever we did get it. Like once we found out we had it, we didn't go nowhere. It was it's very easy to not just like if I would have had the flu or or I was sick in general, I wouldn't go visit my grandparents. Like that's what it was. You know, like yeah. that's just how you treat treat it like you do any other illness. But um I don't want to take the the vaccination because we don't know the long term effects that it's going to have on people. And it's giving young people in like in my I don't know how old you are, but I'm twenty five. My wife is is uh, 26. She's about to be 27. Um, people in our age demographic, like between 20 and 30, it's giving people myocarditis. It's screwing up mm-hmm. their hearts. Yeah. Um, and frankly, I want kids. Like I don't I don't know what that freaking thing is gonna do to my system or her system. Like it's screwing up women's menstrual cycles. It's it's screwing them up. I don't know if you saw this, but recently there was a headline where it said, yeah, they're going to start investigating. They're going to have a one point six million dollar budget investigation to figure out why this vaccine is messing with women's menstrual cycles. It's like, oh, OK, now that it's already been FDA approved and you've got it pushed out and, you know, 60 percent of the people have already taken the thing, maybe higher than that. Now, now you're going to go and look into why it's messing up women's menstrual cycles. I know a guy. His girlfriend got the shot and she's got a very regular cycle. Mm-hmm. She got the shot and it, it threw it off immediately. It was it was it was super late. So it's like it's it's like so you know something's wrong. You know, like the damage is done. So I don't I don't wanna subject my wife to that. Like I don't wanna I don't wanna have somebody do that. And I don't wanna have who knows what it's doing to men. Like it, it, I think myocarditis is way more common in uh in men in, in my age bracket. But I don't I mean I'm I'm just fine. You know, I already beat COVID like it owed me money. Like my wife and I both did. We, it, it was nothing for us. So I'm not worried about the, the vaccine. And I'm not. And, and you can't you can still spread it even if you get the damn vaccine. Exactly. That's the craziest thing. It's, it's so. Aside from if you want to protect yourself and you think it's worth protecting yourself. What's the point? 
if you can still transfer it to other people, if you can still catch it, if you can still die from it or die from the vaccine, what's the point in getting it? What yeah. is even the point? You're not protecting anybody. You're hardly protecting yourself. And protecting yourself is, from what I can tell, the only reason to take the damn thing at this point. Right. And it's not even that clear that it does protect you. And it's it's becoming more and more clear that natural immunity from previously having the virus is way stronger and lasts a lot longer than uh, than the va- than the vaccines because yeah. now they're talking about giving you a booster shot. And Israel said we're going to have a booster shot, and uh, it seems like it's going to be good for two months. It's like okay, yeah, they were no longer considering people vaccinated after having two doses, and it, they needed to have a third. Probably going to be doing the same thing when they have a fourth. Like, you're no longer vaccinated. You need a fourth. You need a, you need a second booster. Like that's just it. It's never going to end, and it's absurd. And I will say too. It's not even that clear that it protects you from 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 the virus. Because at first it said, at first, you've seen the shift because they did this with the two weeks to flatten the curve. Yeah. First they say two weeks to flatten the curve. Um, if everybody stays home, we won't overwhelm the uh, hospital systems, blah, blah, blah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It was to reduce deaths. That's what it was. It was two weeks to flatten the curve. And when they were saying flatten the curve, they meant we're going to reduce the overall amount of deaths because people aren't going to be going around spreading it out and blah, blah, blah. But then later on, whenever the virus acted like viruses act and people got it and there's nothing you could do about it because it's just a virus and that's just how viruses are. You just got um, survive. Yeah. It, 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 um, you kinda, it has to kind of run through the population, run its course and everything. Um. Well, then they switched from two weeks to flatten the curve was, oh, that was only to make sure we would never, we wouldn't overwhelm the hospital systems and blah, blah, blah. And then from the vaccine, it was get the vaccine so you don't catch coronavirus. And then it became, well, you can still catch it, but you're much less likely to have severe symptoms. I'm like, that's not like, they're even changing definitions of what a vaccine is and what a, what an anti what an anti-vaxxer is. I don't know if you saw that like a a, a while back, you know, talking about an anti-vaxxer is now somebody that supports or doesn't support uh, or is against mandated vaccinations, like like (laughs) government required vaccinations. So like they keep on playing games with this shit and kick. I'm sorry for the language. No, no, you can, you can say whatever the fuck you want, dude. (laughs) Cool. Cool. Um, Yeah. I knew, I knew something was going to slip at some point, but um, (laughs) They keep on playing with these words and, and kicking the can down with these various things. And look, you know, it's a really funny example of this is I remember because I'm not I am no longer a, a Reddit person, but I used to go on Reddit. And I remember whenever Australia had first Australia and New Zealand had first appeared like they had they had beaten it just by locking down and being, oh, we weren't we weren't selfish like you Americans. We weren't worried about going get our haircuts. We stayed home, and now look, we're able to go and have a fully packed rugby stadium. Well, now look, they're they're literally in like totalitarianism right now, yep. being shot at by the military and actively and beat up by the police because they want to go outside to get some air. Like literally, it's absurd. Where they want to walk their dog, you know. And, but I remember like, like just, just a year and a half ago, or not, maybe not a year and a half, but, but yeah, it's actually probably about that, that much time by now, but just not that long ago, everybody, all the, all the lefties bragging about, not the lefties, whatever they are, the shit libs, the Bruce, you know, yeah. the dumb neo libs, whatever they are talking about. Well, look, if we would have just been like Australia, we could be back to normal like them. And now, now look at them. <laughs> 
Australia also lost a war against birds. So, I mean, <laughs> who are you going to trust here? I had said something like that. Like, if they, if only they had the emus to come break them out of this hell. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the, the, one, the one people who could save them, the emus, and they already killed them. <laughs> yeah yeah the only one that could fight against their military They're, they 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 already uh they became enemies and that's it is out of the question now well it's only a matter of time before a group of rowdy americans start running guns to australia dude i was actually saying like it would unironically be more <laughs> be more justified i wouldn't vote for this if i was in congress but it would be unironically more justified to invade australia over this than it was to invade iraq Yes. And Afghanistan. Not even joking. Like, I mean that wholeheartedly and unironically. Like, I am not for U.S. interventionist policy, Hell no. but if it needs to be applied anywhere, it's goddamn <laughs> Australia right <laughs> like, now. And and it, it would be way more justified than it would have been, than it was for Afghanistan, or especially Iraq, obviously, especially oh, yeah. Iraq. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. That's... <laughs> Wow. Um, so what do you think is it about the origins of the U.S. or the way the U.S. system works that leans it towards this sort of antichrist behavior, the sort of nature of the antichrist that we want people to avoid? Um, I think um, I think that America's I mean, I don't know. Are, are you you're not one of these pro democracy people, right? Not really. Okay. I'm more, okay. uh, why the fuck should my neighbor have any say yeah. over how I live my life? I just asked that because I've seen a lot of, like, self-avowed anarchists being like, yeah, anarchism is de facto pro-democracy. Like, Ugh. so I didn't want to, I didn't want to get Yikes. into an argument with you here. <laughs> but, um, I think that America, our, you know, our brand of government and like representative democracy, whatever you want to call it, republicanism mm-hmm. is way more the 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 waters were already way more muddied because the foundation of the country was that it was of the people, for the people, by the people, right? The government is anyway. Mm-hmm. And so not only do people have this notion beat into the their head. <laughs> yeah. So like not only do people have it, you know, put into their head. The American spirit is part of that. Like, oh yeah, this is we we are the government, but that is also exacerbated um, by sorry by the fact that people vote and they feel like they are taking part in the actual political process by by rep- by electing representatives that represent them, quote unquote, represent them. So I think it's a twofold problem. Like clearly, the government is not of the people by the people for the people i don't think you could take one single person not even this most loyal cnn rachel maddow watcher boomer who's some the worst of the the worst person you could find i don't think you can take them aside and say is this the ideal like is this what you want the government to be i don't think anybody would agree that yeah this is the government that i want um but couple of that notion of of the people blah 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 with the fact that the wilsonian the the wilsonian idea of democracy uh and that america's you know the world superpower for one and i think that a lot of people are are getting tired of that because of the war on terror it may not have been that way if it not if it hadn't been for george bush um w bush that is yeah 
obviously. Well, I mean, the, the first, I mean, the first one, too, with Conflict Desert Storm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just mean the interventionism. I think oh, people oh, are... Yeah. I think I think Bush killed that for, for the, the right and the left more than the left already hated it. Uh, yeah. The good left, you know, the good ones already hated it, and the uh, the not good right um, liked it, and now they like it a lot less because because of, <laughs> of the Bush the Bush shit and and Obama. You have Obama, who they were calling a socialist and blah blah blah, like a far left whatever communist, and he's out there waging these wars. That's kind of how that's kind of how it was for me when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Like oh, you have this left wing guy, like I can't like him, so I just by, because of that off, I can't. What'd you start off as before you were a libertarian anarchist? I was a kind of a. I, I can't say I, I say that I was a neocon, but I can't really say that I was a neocon because I didn't know jack about Israel. You were a baby conservative. Yeah, pretty much. I was like a Republican, just a basic Republican. Like I didn't know, like because the thing about it is we we throw and I'm guilty of this too. Um, people throw around the term neocon as just like a a shorthand for an interventionist, right of center, um, bad on everything kind of person, mm-hmm. but. The reality is neoconservatism is it's way more concerned. It's way more ideological. It's like they're 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 loyal to Israel and that's why you know what I mean? It's it's not as simple as just being like, Yeah, kill the kill the terrorist. It's it's like it's deeper than that. So I can't say I was more of a rah rah like Republican. I guess baby conservative would be a good a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I started off as a bit of a baby conservative, Christian conservative, but my dad would always tout conservatism like it was what we we call a libertarian today. Yes, like small government, you know, very little intervention in the in the life of the citizens, mostly just acting as border patrol, military operations, and infrastructure development. And that's that's most of what my dad pushed when I grew up. But I mean, it's I ended up learning that even that's too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think, um, I think the, because conservatism was so polluted by people like William F. Buckley and that crowd of you know National Review, and I'm not the first person to say this. Obviously, like I learned this from other people because Buckley was before my time, but you know, establishing conservatism as this really you know vulgar hyper nationalist interventionist um even even some economically borderline centrists almost left you know policies basically basically the groundwork for neoconservatism you take a but like a william f buckley type and i don't know what his like i don't know how he was on Israel and and the, the, that that kind of wasn't a thing until later on, but uh, you take that and then you add in um, you take Buckleyite conservatism and then you add in the element of APAC and then you have a neocon. So that National Review and even today, dude, like there are some really bad articles coming out of National Review that's like, oh, you guys are the voice of conservative America. There was one that said. Uh, written by Jonah Goldberg. And the headline was something like, Biden wouldn't have had to implement the mandates if more people would just would have just gotten vaccinated. Oh my God. And, and my boy Clint, uh, shout out Clint Liberty Lockdown, if you're familiar. I'm sure you know who I, that is. I know who that is, yeah. Yeah. 
that's my boy. He he tweeted that. He tweeted that, or like he quote tweeted it and just said, "It wouldn't have been rape if you just said yes." <laughs> it's like that is the perfect response to that. Yeah, exactly. National it's... Review, dude. The the conservative, like really. Wow, that's kind of fucking sad. <laughs> oh, definitely. I mean, it's it's sad that so many people have fallen for this this. Um, how do I put it? It is two groups who are each claiming that the other group is authoritarian, so they implement policies to fight that authoritarianism. But then they're part of the same system, so they both end up being in control and just giving each other those same policies they're using against each other. And then right. they end up using it against us as citizens. Right. And this sort of cycle that goes back and forth where people think, oh, yes, we have a win for our side because we added this policy that gives us this power. And the other side gets to use it next time, though. Yeah, I mean, it was just like the Patriot Act laying the groundwork for the NSA scandal underneath or under the Obama administration, which truthfully had de- definitely been going on well before Obama was in office, mm-hmm. but it kind of came out because of Snowden and, and them under, you know, during the Obama administration. And a lot of conservatives were like, Oh, this is an outrage. They shouldn't be doing that. What's well, like, you know what your boy W Bush laid the groundwork for that to happen. And it probably was happening under him. Like it, it obviously was clearly cause he was the, and he was the war on terror guy. He started this whole shit off. Um, but yeah, you see that every time it's just so that they, they vote to give themselves more power um and they don't i don't think it's that i i don't think any single politician is like yeah this will never bite me in the ass they're just like <laughs> it like i've got my you know we're going to pass a bill that's 475 pages and we have one day to read it or 7 hours to read it but the, the reality is is the way that it works is they just each little each lobbyist like you know whoever is over some somebody in Texas, they've got their oil lobbyist, you know, and they're they say, hey, make sure that my little thing is in there and vote yes on this bill. They don't exactly. they don't they don't care about anything else in that bill except for what their what their people want, who's whoever they're they have in their pocket. You ever watch a uh, BoJack Horseman? No, I don't, but I know I'm familiar with the show. Yeah, um, there's this scene where they talk about a bill going into power, and uh, they in order I forget what it was for, but it was in order to do something. They got got. Uh, I don't know how familiar you are with California, but they, they got farm subsidies for Inglewood, California, which is a place that has basically no farms, <laughs> a bunch of shit like that. And it just gets added to this bill. Oh, I remember it was to allow, uh, it was a bill to allow the position of governor to be won by ski race competition. <laughs> and so, um, they had this whole section where they're introducing the bill and putting it in. And, uh, it, it does like, uh, was it a Bill on the Hill from uh, God, yeah, this, this Schoolhouse old, uh, Rock? Yeah, Schoolhouse Rock. That's what it was. It parodied oh, that. God. It was funny. Yes, old Schoolhouse Rock. I'm just a Bill. Yeah, yep. sitting oh. here on Capitol Hill. That little that little bastard really, <laughs> really gave a lot of people the wrong idea about how the government works. <laughs> Don't tell me that shit wasn't intentional. G- gave but, them yeah. the, the view on the government that the government wanted them to have. Dude, yeah, it's like literally what that what that tells people is you call your congressman and you ask them to introduce something to Congress. It's like, oh, okay, <laughs> sure. All righty. Yeah, I'm that, like, what that'll did, happen. 
what what law has been what what bill has been put through congress that was some person that that was sitting at home with his family or even with like the city council and be like you know what i think would be a good idea is if we did this and call our local congressman i don't think that's happened 10 times ever yeah (laughs) it's all corporate lobbyists yeah every time and and if you don't have the money behind it you don't get anything you don't get anywhere if you don't have the capital right so so the, the people that raise the campaign donations they're the ones that pass the bills it's not it's not like any like I was saying earlier like they it's not like anybody's reading these these bills especially like you know they're not cuz frankly a lot of people in congress probably don't read i know they ain't reading 500 plus pages in the limited amount of time that no. <laughs> that they have to pat to, to read these bills to pass them but all they have to worry about is my two pages are in there that's going to make sure that xyz corporation is set and that way they can give me some kickback whenever i'm out of this bitch that's all I care about. So no single politician, I don't think, believes, oh, this power we're putting into the, you know, we're giving to the government is going to come back and, and be bad for me later on. Because, like I said, that's not that's immaterial to the <laughs> to their thought process. It's just about them getting their money after they're gone yeah, from their from their from their about. lobbyists. And this is somewhat counterintuitive, but um, rich people and people of high status, they care Way, way more than people of average means care about retaining and building more status. They, that is all they care about, basically. It is more important than their money, because your status can get you more money down the road if you need it. Yeah, I got you. Your status is fucking everything to these people. And it's this obsession with status that, that has them, you know, they get to have these hypocritical laws they don't have to follow. They don't have to wear masks at the goddamn Met Gala, but all oh god, does. or the Emmys. Yeah, yeah, or Jeez. the Emmys, or any of these places. You know, a restaurant outside. Hey, you're a politician. Eh, you don't have to wear a mask. Come on, you you made the rule for mask wearing. What or was makes it you the, think you have to wear a mask? The mayor of San Francisco was caught in a club partying. Nobody was wearing a mask. Everybody else in San Francisco's got to wear a mask. Like. It's so absurd. And like the craziest thing about it is, like I said earlier about you could take a regular old normie and pull them aside and be like, is this the ideal government? If you took an, a regular old person and just asked them, like the government's corrupt, right? Like things are, these people aren't good people, but like they would agree with that. But uh-huh. somehow they, there's a disconnect between that and the ideology or, or um, there's a disconnect between them understanding that and they just can't put together that maybe the politician that they like is really not that good, or maybe the system is intended to be working in this way, and it has nothing to do with who is in office, like that kind of thing. I don't know, man. It's weird because there's so much cognitive dissonance you have to have to understand that, yeah, things are corrupt, and yeah, we're spending more money than ever uh, and 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 all that. But think we're going to just need to spend some more money and everything will be better. Like, I don't know, man. I kind of want a, a weird little tangent here. But it's a, it's a government that runs off of simping and shit talk. <laughs> that's that's yeah. all it is. It's just a government that runs off of simping politicians and politicians shit talking each other. You shit talk the other politician to get your guys to rally behind you. And if you shit talk enough of them, you win the popularity contest and then you retain your status. You get to retain your position. You get to more, get more people on your side, the whole nine yards. It's, it's all based around shit talking. 
Yeah, you know what's actually really funny is uh, there was a time where whenever they impeached Trump for the second time, um, <laughs> and Pelosi, she came up to the podium and she like smacked the podium and she was like, she was like, I, America needs a strong Republican Party. Well, that was actually not to be like a psycho, like armchair psychologist or nothing like that, but the reality is. She wasn't lying. No. Like she was she wasn't telling that she wasn't like telling a mistruth um because she does need the Republican Party to be good because that way she can point to them and be like we got to beat those guys. So give me more campaign funds and vote for me yeah. and vote for the people who I you know vote for my Democrat uh compadres like you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and the aspect of, of competing with each other, I don't see anything wrong with that. But when there's no mitigating force to reduce the power, you know, th- there should a, there should at least be a third or third and fourth sides that are reducing the power the other direction. Well, no, what I mean, what I was going to say was that, like, <clears throat> it's in their benefit for them to have not for them to not have the control. It's yeah. it's way better for it's way better for politicians on an individual level for there to be an even split in the house and even split in, in the Senate um, because they can always point to, you know, whenever election season comes up, the Republicans can say, guys, we got to get out there because they're going to take your guns. You know, they're going to take your guns and they're going to raise taxes on you working folks. And then the Democrats can say, well, the Republicans, we got it. We can't let them take this. We got to get them because they're going to, Make they're gonna poor people not exist contr- anymore. Yeah, they're <laughs> going to control women's bodies, like ban abortion, blah, blah, blah. They're going to repeal Roe versus Wade. But really, they don't want to be... If they had a clean sweep and they had like a gigantic majority of Congress, well, then the eyes are on them. And like, oh, well, now you've beaten the, the opposition. You, you've overcome the obstacle. You have no opposition. So why is my life not getting better, Nancy Pelosi? What's going on now? You know, <laughs> it's, it's, way better, it's way better for them to have that, that constant struggle rather than to actually have control of the house or or uh, or the senate because that way they they have they have somebody looking at the fight rather than them looking at why is there no progress here yeah it's it's they get to it's like uh, when you go to a place uh, or you work at any place where uh, all the store locations are small teams and they're very remote and all the uh, actual organization in the company happens on like a state level and it's all online and it's all communication like that you see a lot of it there um similar sort of communication like we just want to keep the eyes off of us so that we can operate however the fuck we want and make however many mistakes we want to make and just have the eyes kept off of us because our numbers are good and we have people who have good opinions of us because they like us for x and y reasons you're right if they if they if they slay that dragon then there's, they're like, okay, Sir Knight, you know, you got this other issue to take care of. The dragon's gone now. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, uh, you know, the funny thing is, there is like, there's multiple levels to this libertarian shit, right? Um, there's, there's the baby bitch. I just found out about America and I think that the government does own me and control me. Um, and that's okay, and that's freedom. 
And then there's like the first level of libertarianism where you're like, oh, government doesn't control me. Fuck you. And then there's third level where like, oh, God, the government controls me. (laughs) (laughs) And and I think that uh, that Republicans are getting stuck in in level three there. Um, where they they rec- they're starting to recognize how much the government is controlling them. That's why I think they're they are seeming to get more extreme on at least an individual level. But um, the problem is they're causing the fucking liberals in our country to go insane. I don't know, man. I think that the 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 liberals in this country and like the 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 conservatives in this country really took a we a weird turn. Just after 2016, after the Trump yeah. election, um, it was really weird. Like not <clears throat> because he was an outsider. Like he wasn't. He wasn't one of their people. And you see, they did so much to stop anything that Trump wanted to do. And this is not. I'm like I must say this now as a disclaimer. I know I'm, this isn't for you. This is for listeners who are gonna mm-hmm. gonna dislike what I'm saying here. But like I'm not <laughs> a Trump person. Y'all know I'm a I'm a libertarian. I consider myself fairly fairly right wing. I like I consider myself like an Austro libertarian or a Paleo libertarian. Like I know that's not that's not the the most loved ideology in these circles. But I'm just letting you know. Like I'm not a Trump guy. I'm not a conservative or a whatever he is. Um, but just the, the vitriol, like even from the Republican party and even from Fox news after they knew he lost, it was so weird. Uh, you know, in 20 on him instantly. Yes. And, and the thing like, it's such a weird, like they beat the monster and Mm -hmm. he's gone now. But things are as bad, and I don't mean bad as in like I'm not like black pilled or anything like that. I'm fair. I'm fairly optimistic about the future, fairly. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- things are as bad, like worse under Biden than they were under Trump, and it's pretty. It's pretty hard to deny that. Um, the. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know what I was going to say there. I just think I can't even put into words how weird the opposition to Trump was from both the from both sides of the establishment, you know, especially after uh, the second election, right after he lost, like you were saying, the, the way they turned on him was so sudden and so vicious. It's like he he got cannibalized by the never Trumpers in the party. Yeah, it, it was it was very surreal to see them just suddenly turn on him. And I know for a lot of former Trumpers, well, now former Trumpers, um, that was the moment where they became libertarians. That was the moment where they kind of be- were like, oh, shit, maybe this uh, isn't the team I should be rooting for. Yeah, I know of a couple that had that happen. Uh, it was a red pill for them. Some Trump folks that started to understand, Oh, this shit ain't, <laughs> you know, it's a massive red pill. Whenever what, what happened with him happens. Um, but yeah, I mean, really every, the, the, and you could see it in the way the press, like the way the headlines are in the press, um, the way that they're treating the Biden administration and Bi- Joe Biden in particular, with the softest of kid gloves. Oh my God. What the fuck are they doing with him? <laughs> like, that poor man. And, and the thing, 
I don't feel bad for him. I, 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 I feel bad that it's come to this, but I don't feel bad for Biden himself. He's a lifelong criminal, you know? Uh, that's um, true. Yeah. I, I feel bad for him in the way that I would feel bad for any old man who doesn't really understand what's going on. Elderly abuse, yeah. Yeah, because like, even if you were a piece of shit in life, like when you're an old person, you're kind of... It's kind of like going back to being a baby. You're kind of like just back to being like <laughs> a force of nature from the world that just exists, you know, after well, it's, you hit a it's, certain age. It's never comfortable to watch an old person, an elderly person struggle to speak or like visibly falling asleep. Like it's never comfortable to watch that. So I get what you mean, like in terms of like you feel bad. I know you don't feel bad for Biden. Yeah. I know what you mean. It's yeah. just not it's he's just a piece not of shit still, but I mean Yeah, it, he's it's an just old man. not comfortable to watch an old man just fumbling like he does. I mean visually speaking, he still just looks like some dude's old grandpa or something, you know? I mean they all <laughs> do. Fucking And that's how they get you. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they're pop. disarming. <laughs> Old Grandpa Joe. <laughs> but yeah, that man. And then... <laughs> old racist Grandpa Joe. <laughs> Dude, I was going to say, it was so funny and it was so ironic to, that they they made Juneteenth an official holiday. Um, Whenever whenever Biden... Like, the, Biden in his... In the 94 crime bill, which he authored and sponsored was is largely responsible for the de facto prison the the de facto slavery that is today's prison system in the United States like it's so crazy the dude was in politics he's been in politics for what 50 years or 40 years something like that his whole life his his entire you know after i don't know how old he is now 80 81 no he's fucking old as shit now but he's been in it for for more than half of his life yeah. So, I don't know, man. It's just a weird thing that this guy is president, and now the the fear that they had of what Trump was gonna do, like deporting immigrants, and you know, uh, none of that changed. Dude, it, it's gotten worse. Yeah. Have you seen what they've been doing? Because at the on the border lately, oh, lasso yeah. and Haitians. <laughs> yes. That's fucking insane, dude. I love that they fucking fought back. That they round up. That they they tried rounding him up. I don't know if you saw that they fought back and they like got out of the custody and everything. I saw I saw something on that. Uh, I saw something on Twitter about that, but I didn't really look into it too far. Yeah, they uh, they basically. I didn't look into it too far either, but it looks like they basically just fucking got out of custody and ran off. <laughs> Good for them. Based. <laughs> yeah. I just wonder, it's such a weird thing, because one of my buddies um, posted something on Twitter where it was like, you know, Haiti was refusing the refusing the vaccine, and then their you know, prime minister or whatever their person, their, their lead guy is, dies, and then they get a bunch of doses of the vaccine, and now there's 10,000 of them that show up at the border all of a sudden. Like, something's going on here. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but something's up. Yeah, the second that Haiti's president dies after losing the vaccine is when a ton of Haitian immigrants leave the country. Just show up here? Like, this is random? (laughs) It's just, that's, who knows what that comes from, man? Who knows where that comes from? That could come from fucking a million different sources, and none of them are good. None of them are good. Nothing nothing good is going to come from from what's going on politically right now. (laughs) There have been a few different countries whose 
presidents or you know the head the head figureheads of the countries have just not they've been killed after not wanting to or they've died you know i can't say they've been killed allegedly been killed but they died after like not implementing vaccinations across the country like saying no we don't want your big pharma product if you, you know, google like- it the top uh, results on google for like refused vaccine assassination um it's like fact checked no evidence five leaders were killed for opposing it <laughs> yeah of course okay Haiti, tanzania ivory coast um estwani and burundi yeah i knew it was a few african countries so haiti is one of them which is clearly not an african country but yeah four four african countries and look africa didn't get hit that hard by by no. the coronavirus not at all malawi i remember there was a time uh tom was talking about this on his show they were talking about shutting down in malawi and the people there were like yo if we don't work for one day we're gonna like starve to death so yeah. you shut our shit down we're going to we're going to literally kill people <laughs> like so they they and they had and they were talking about doing it over a few deaths so yeah it, it's the most i want to say this too it is the most privileged like to think you can just go and fuck with people not just military interventions which america's been doing for you know forever but mm-hmm. to think you can just go and fuck with people and give medicine to their people and fool with their their um you know their political process or whatever that they're doing to get this vaccine over there it's like dude how fucking far does big pharma have to go like are you not making enough money over here (laughs) and in canada and and in the continental north america can you just relax why do you have to go to africa to try to fuck with them too no they don't deserve it over there they didn't fucking do anything they're just trying to you know live and eat shit not die and we're just (laughs) You know what the worst one to me is, and I don't, I don't know how deep you are into the uh bo- the physical health conspiracy, the big pharma conspiracy, but I am of the opinion that the big pharma conspiracy goes also to shoes and to a uh, diet to health. Um, Definitely diet to keto, getting trashed by every government funded study, um to, to show in favor of this, you know. Three square meals a day, fucking. Uh, What's well, a look at the food grains. pyramid? What yeah, it used to thing. be, that nine servings of grain, like just destroying your body with all kind of carbs. And look, I love pasta. I oh, love yeah. bread. I but love imagine, rice. Bro, <laughs> you don't need Africa. that much. <laughs> imagine being in Africa and them being like, "Okay, all you poor people, the only food we're going to give you grain for and I'll let you make." The only food we're going to let you make is grains. You're not going to be allowed to make most veggies because that needs oh that that room needs to be saved for grains. And so these people are having nothing but insulin spikes when they eat, and they're not able to fucking consume the fat that their body is is trying to produce. They're not yeah. getting ketones because they're just getting insulin all the time. And so you get shit like Quashi Workhor where the fucking kids get like bloated torsos while they're still alive and oh my god what sort of horrifying shit like, yeah let man, these the, people hunt it goes back so far with the uh with the fda and the food pyramid and all that shit and look there will be good like this is a this is a problem that i've had there will be good leftists that'll say or you know people i thought were good that would recognize yeah um 
because like companies like Coca-Cola and Pepsi and all these other companies that put a lot of sugar in their shit hired scientists to say that sugar was fine and fat was the problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they can't like Pfizer and Moderna that I saw some headlines today where it's like Pfizer reports that its study shows that the vaccine is safe and effective for five to 11 year olds. It's like, okay, yeah, you would, that has the same energy as the CIA has investigated themselves and found no wrongdoing. Exactly. (laughs) Of course they're going, if you could force everybody to take your product, that would maximize your profit. Do you not understand that that's what's going on here? Exactly. Exactly. And, and, you know, government contracts are the number one way that medical companies gain profit, um, especially in socialized countries with socialized medicine, where the government gets to be the ones to decide which product is the one that gets subsidized. And then prices get fixed in the market and you start getting rapid inflation as the products stay the same price, but the prices of the uh, materials around them start to fluctuate. You start getting massive inflation. That's what's happening to the medical system with the NHS in the UK. Yeah, it, it is. And and I, we don't have socialized medicine in the United States, but, but it's, it's getting close. And I will say like, this is how I red pilled a friend of mine, actually uh, a friend of mine where I said, you know, you got one, basically one organization, the FDA that decides what is legal for you to consume, whether it's food or medicine, Pretty much that's it. There are some circumstances like a few percent things that are not FDA approved that you are allowed to consume. Um, But by and large, what is legal for a grocery store to put on its shelf has to be, you know, follow the FDA guidelines and the FDA has to have their stamp on that box or that bag or whatever. And I'm like, well, why does it have to be one organization? Like this is what this is a good way to introduce the idea of like anarchism. It's like anarchism isn't saying there's going to be no FDA. It's saying there's going to be 60 FDAs. There's going to be all kind of organizations who are sitting there looking at these things and saying, hmm, well, if, uh, you know, if there are 60 or let's say it's just like a smaller number, like 20, there are 20 organizations that are deciding what foods are safe. They do studies. They look at them. They put their stamp of approval on it, whether they think it's good. If they don't think it's good, then they, they don't do it. Well, if there are 19 out of 20 stamps of approval on that box of uh, that bottle of Tylenol or whatever it is that's that that's on the shelf that you're looking at it's way less likely that that one person was correct and then the 19 others were all incorrect if you get one they got one person or one organization rather making this decision it's it's the chance it's so asymmetrical the chances that they were wrong is basically 50-50 at that point you know i know it's not 50-50 yeah. but you know what i mean like if they're wrong that has a massively disproportionate effect uh because they're the only one deciding on something being safe or not so and if you look at there's like a thing where like one third of fda approved drugs have been recalled and um the reality wow. is probably half of fda approved drugs should be. have have problems not that they should not that they're recalled but have problems like we know certain medicines like um acetaminophen can give you stomach ulcers and f- oh, yeah. screw up your screw up your liver and kidneys like but that's still on the shelves we know the risk and if you want to take tylenol you can and that's how it should be mm-hmm. right that's how it that is how it should be but the reality is is like that one third number sh- is probably that's only What's actually been recalled and taken off the shelves? Yeah, that's that's only nothing the to, stuff that's bad enough. 
That's right. Exactly. That, that that really, really they fucked up on. Which ironically enough, they just took off some uh <laughs> they had to recall Shantix or whatever yep. that and the, the smoking uh the smoking for <laughs> yeah to stop you from smoking this cancer causing uh nicotine. We're going to give you a cancer causing drug. Yeah. Wonderful. Oh, isn't that insane? Like all around the same thing. This just happened. They just recalled Chantix. I think that's what it was, right? Chantix? Yeah, it was Chantix. Okay. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. I remember seeing all kinds of commercials for that thing. Yep, makes you glad you don't buy into medicines all the fucking time, right? Yeah, makes you glad you don't buy into the fear. Well, yeah, and the thing is, is that like a lot of we we talked about diet earlier. A lot of problems in America could a lot of health issues just come from the fact that we, I say we, I, I just mean generally speaking, Americans eat like garbage, eat the worst shit, eat mm-hmm. the most. Just disgusting, you know, processed foods. High fructose corn syrup is in everything we have, which is goes back to corn subsidies, which is another argument for getting the government out of shit, right? <laughs> drink the um, corn syrup. Yeah. yeah. Corn syrup. <laughs> uh, yeah, drink the, that, the corn syrup is a massive. Ma- corn syrup is the drink of the Antichrist. Amen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the nectar. It's the nectar of the Antichrist. But, um, you know, it, you've got all these seed oils. Um, like I said, putting sugar in things and and, oh, and yeah. saying that fat is the problem when fat is actually fairly good for you, especially in comparison to sugar or oh, you know God, yeah. um, more comp more processed or complex sugars, especially. Do you watch um, uh, what I learned on YouTube? No, I have not. I've never heard of that. He's a he's a pretty good one, Joseph Everett on Twitter. Um, but he's what I've learned on YouTube. He literally just did like a forty minute long documentary quality level video on it. I highly recommend it if you haven't checked it out. Just the the, the America, the way the diet, the, uh, the way people's diets are? The seed oil ingredients. Oh, seed oil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just learned that recently myself. Oh, yeah. What was it? The What did you learn it from? Dr. Uh, Chris Knob or? Oh, no, no. Uh, just a buddy of mine that I talk to sometimes. Just oh, yeah. a buddy from a buddy from Twitter. Well, we're at the end of our hour here, but if you have a chance, check those out. Uh, Nick, thank you so much for hopping on talking shit about the antichrist with me why don't you tell our guests the projects you're working on again and where they can find you well i'm not really working on any projects right now but i will say that i am going to try to get into doing some charity work because i feel like that's the most impact one human being can have on somebody else's uh, on the world around them so charity is if i had to have one answer that would be it um and you can find me on twitter anything i do will be there whether it's a show like the um like this that I'm appearing as a, as a guest on or a show that I do of my own, you'll find it there. And that is at Nick underscore individual on Twitter. All right. Awesome. Thank you, Nick. And again, this is Awe on Twitter. That's at O U E underscore live, or you can go to my website, O E U I dot live. And uh, as I mentioned before, people, we are currently in the middle of moving the podcast from Washington state to Montana. So if you would like to donate to the podcast, either on GoFundMe or cash app, feel free. Um, I'm fine on the money once I get there. Um, but I just have to do the move on short term with, uh, with no startup capital. So we're selling everything we have, but any donations that, that you can give would be highly appreciated. Um, so finally, for those still listening for these sins of what collectivizing, uh, the American people for what planning, uh, many plots against the American people for, creating a cycle which does nothing but harm the people within this nation i do dub 
the U.S. government as part of the body of the Antichrist. Again, thank you, Nick Ashley, for coming on. Everyone enjoy the rest of your day.